You're listening to the Revenge of the Birds podcast, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. Hosted by Blake Murphy 7, all about your Arizona Cardinals. starting to go live here with the schedule preview for the Revenge of the Birds podcast. Uh, thank you guys for joining in. Uh, I'm your host, Blake Murphy. I'm just going to be doing the show by myself tonight. Got a cards schedule drop that's going out. Uh, got my notes in front of me, and there's quite a bit to talk about. So the Arizona Cardinals in this type of the scope of what you could say, at least for the most part, is going to be one of the toughest schedules they've had in the last few years. So and now I've got a drink at least in my hand here, popping open a bottle, and take one for the team, because this is going to be tough. The Arizona Cardinals right now are going to be playing the NFC West, one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. They're going to be playing the, uh, I believe you can call it the AFC West, perhaps this year's absolute toughest division in the uh, NFL. You're also going to be looking at, of course, probably one of the, and this is kind of one of the most unfortunate, one of the most unfortunate schedules in the league because of um, the fact that they're going to be playing, again, former playoff teams. Now, there is some good news for Cardinals fans. The league gave them a bit of a bump. You can see with the early start to the season, it is brutal, but they get a reprieve once they get DeAndre Hopkins back for about the next four games or so. Then that turns into a late bye week. And then rather than finishing with a lot of divisional games, it seems that they've pushed um, a couple of prime time games for the Cardinals and maybe even a division rival type of game into a later part of the season. You could call it a favor, call it what you will. I think that it sets up at least in that spot well for Arizona. Let's go through the schedule right now. So week one. Kansas City Chiefs at home. This is the Cliff Bowl we've been waiting for. If you're a Cardinals fan and you like Cliff Kingsbury, you get to have Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray. It's going to be fun. Now, the other thing, of course, to think about is this game does not have DeAndre Hopkins for the Cardinals. But on Kansas City's side, does not have Tyreek Hill either. He has been traded away to the Miami Dolphins for a first and second round pick. You also have now the Las Vegas Raiders quick trip up to Vegas week two this is going to be the Chandler Jones revenge game you also have Devontae Adams formerly with the Green Bay Packers back with his home quarterback in Derek Carr Cardinals go and play the Rams at home this is September 25th so far all afternoon games and then go on the road for not an early game and that's one of the things I've pointed out is that this is not necessarily a bad setup for Arizona you've been able to at least see how the Cardinals have been able to set up um, with being able to have a tough first three games followed by what could be a simpler next three games with Hopkins out. Now, this, of course, is unfortunate that they've never been able to beat Matt Rule. Um, kind of the joke that Cardinals fans have is that they've never beaten one of these blue-colored cat teams, the Panthers and the Lions. Uh, this is essentially a must-win game, I think, if you are Arizona because you come back home and play a playoff team in the Philadelphia Eagles, who, using all of their draft capital, were able to bring in A.J. Brown, the wide receiver, to pair him with Devonta Smith. That will basically give Jalen Hurts another weapon, and a critical one at that, 
and they also went out and were able to bring Jordan Davis into the defensive line, helping to stuff the run. They signed the Cardinals' former linebacker Hassan Reddick in the offseason. They're putting together what they're hoping to be is a big push for a big-time season there in Philly. Now, after that, the Cardinals go on the road to the Seahawks. Without Russell Wilson, we'll see what their team looks like. Cardinals have typically done better against Pete Carroll-led teams uh, on the road. We also have not seen Pete Carroll without Russell Wilson um, in quite some time. It's been probably about 11 years, it feels like, or so. Uh, almost a complete decade um, that you've had the Cardinals playing against Russ. He's now with the Denver Broncos, who they'll see later in the season. You now have the Thursday night game. The Cardinals will be coming off of the Seahawks game, maybe a bit beat up, maybe a bit tired. They will get DeAndre Hopkins back at home for a Thursday night football game, the first nationally televised game of the year for the Cardinals. They have four of those on the docket for this year. After that, you've got probably the softest part of the schedule. You'll play the Vikings, who essentially would have beaten the Cardinals last year at home, uh, if not for a last-minute field goal miss. You then have the Cardinals essentially going back to Seattle uh, at home. Uh, the Cardinals have not had two home games in a row. They've gone back and forth, essentially, which normally, as far as that amount of travel, you'd like to have a home game or two stacked up. They will see a little bit of a breather for that later in the season, which I like. Um, you have them play at the Rams week 10. You go up against the Niners. This is essentially a home game, but it's going to be played on Monday Night Football in Mexico, Mexico City. First time in a long time that we've actually seen a Mexico game. Uh, the last time was, I believe, when the Arizona Cardinals last played the San Francisco 49ers. You then have week 12 versus the Los Angeles Chargers at home. And then in week 13, the Cardinals get a bye week. Whew. That is a long stretch that you have before your bye week. Fortunately, the Cardinals did not get a bye week at week six. They would have then had to essentially see DeAndre Hopkins miss another week. He would have missed an important Saints game and come back against the Vikings. That's another spot of the NFL. I think maybe not necessarily helping the Cardinals intentionally, but at least giving them uh, a bit of a push as far as not giving them, shall we say, like all of the bad decks stacked. Uh, coming back after the bye week, Cardinals will play the Patriots at home on Monday Night Football. That is a huge amount of rest. You're not going to have a Cardinals game that's going to be played from November 27th all the way to December 12th. So you go basically from around Thanksgiving week to the middle of December. Now, next you have one of the tougher draws. Cardinals did not get the Broncos early in the year. They instead get them late in the season, December 18th. This is going to be in Denver. It's going to be snowing. It'll be cold. We have not seen the Cardinals in one of these cold games in quite some time. Uh, you'll then have a, another nationally televised game. This will be Christmas Day at home against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This will be huge because if Tom Brady is going to start showing any signs of aging, you'd hope that it would be earlier in this part of the season, so that way you'll be able to know what you're getting heading into this game. Until then, this is essentially going to be a fantastic draw for the Cardinals. Everyone's going to watch Tom Brady on Christmas Day. Todd Bowles against his former team. Jason Light against his former team. There's plenty of narratives. We've seen the Cardinals play the Buccaneers once already. This is the second time, the first time that they'll actually see Tom Brady playing in the state of Arizona in what feels like years and years. He missed previously uh, a time when the Cardinals would have played Brady um, due to the suspension with Deflategate. And then there's only other times that we've seen, essentially, has been when the Cardinals have won to New England. 
it's been huge stretches since we've actually had a Tom Brady game in Arizona. In fact, the uh, only team that Brady does not have a winning record against in the NFL is the Cardinals. He is 1-1 one one against them. You have the 49-0 blowout that they had. But then there's also the Kevin Cobb game that was a loss on the schedule. Uh, then the Cardinals finish up on the road. Uh, a big thing to note, they finished three of their last four games on the road. However, I don't think it's that bad of a deal when you consider one of those games will be against the Atlanta Falcons, a team that got rid of Matt Ryan, seems to be in the middle of a full-blown rebuild. Could be that Desmond Ritter, their rookie, is starting by that point if they are out of things. And then they finish at the San Francisco 49ers. This is essentially your divisional finish. You're not playing the Rams in the last week. You're playing a team that a lot of people are thinking should be a playoff team this year. Maybe for second or third. It may be that this is essentially a playoff or a divisional type game to end the season. So, yeah, let's take away with some of these quick takeaways. Um, the biggest one, honestly, for me is that harsh opening. The first three games are all against teams that were either playoff teams or were in contention, such as the Raiders, for the playoffs. You then have week four, which I've called a must-win game, and I think that everyone could agree you don't want to get off to anything less than a 2-2 two and two start in the first four games. Even if you start 2-4, and four, you'll at least know DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. You have a slight softer part of the schedule. You'd want to go 3-3. Three and three. The thing that you don't want to have if you're a Cardinals fan is to lose to the Raiders, lose to the Raiders, lose to the Chiefs as well week one, lose again to the Rams, and then go starting 0-3 into the season, heading into that Matt Rule game. Because so far, Matt Rule has owned Cliff Kingsbury. It has not mattered who they've had at quarterback. They have had Cam Newton signed off the street at quarterback. They have had uh, the likes of Kyle Allen at quarterback. The Cardinals went on the road to what seemed to be a bad Panthers team, and Teddy Bridgewater looked like a franchise quarterback um, when they got blown out in that early start against the Panthers. They have lost a ton of games to the Panthers. That can't happen this year. The schedule is too tough, too difficult to start out. You cannot start out where you'll drop the first three games, and then that turns into a must-win game, and then you drop it. Obviously, at that point, you're out of it, essentially. You won't be able to really catch up given how tough your division is and how tough the rest of the schedule is. Now, granted, you do get a few breaks, but that's going to be tough. Now, moving on to what probably is the softer part of the schedule, you have the Eagles, that playoff team that's at home, and then you get to go on the road to face what hopes to be a bad Seattle Seahawks team. However, when it comes to in-division games, things can get a little tricky. There's times where you see... Teams that are out of it simply go up and be able to beat teams late in the season. Cardinals have been one of those teams. You think of how late in the 2019 season, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals go up to Seattle. They get a win for a Seattle team that was heading to the playoffs, knocks them down the rankings. Second, you head over to a team at least the week out, uh, I should say the following week in the Saints, that you've really, really struggled to beat. Cardinals have really had a lot of problems with beating the Saints. The good news is that there is no longer Drew Brees. And there is no longer uh, any Sean Payton. It's a whole new regime there. You've got Jameis Winston, who has had turnover issues. But it's still a very talented team. Michael Thomas should be healthy. They just traded a bunch of picks to get Chris Olave. And that defense is still pretty loaded. And, of course, they're... Bring back one of the best running backs in the NFL who has had some off-field questions. Um, but overall, 
you really can't count out the Saints, especially on a Thursday night football game in which things can get a little bit crazy. And what you don't want to see with a Cardinals run defense that was suspect last year, give up a bunch of yards to the likes of Alvin Kamara. Now, after this, there ends up being a probably simpler part of the schedule for a couple of games. Just, just a couple. You get a game on the road against the Vikings and a game at home against the Seahawks. Then you end up having, this is kind of the, the toughest stretch, I think, is week six to eight. You have to be able to chart off those games because then the divisional games begin anew. Week nine, Seahawks. Week 10, Rams. Week 11, San Fran. And that's a home game, which the Seahawks have always done pretty well in Arizona Stadium. Granted, no Russell Wilson this year. You have a Rams team that, of course, just coming off of a Super Bowl win. And a Niners team, which is technically a road game because you'll have to travel across the border to Mexico. Now, you then come back home against a Chargers team that seems pretty loaded. They've gotten Justin Herbert some good protection. They've been able to add tons of pieces to their defense, including J.C. Jackson and players in the secondary. Oh, and along with trading for a certain Khalil Mack. Then the bye week hits. So at this point, the Cardinals, we will know whether they are in it or out it by their bye week. And it, it's very simple because they will play every single AFC West team but one before that bye week. They will play their entire NFC West schedule, except for one game, before that bye week. If the Cardinals do not do well enough in either of those two categories, if they end up being down, you know, say one, uh, say one and two, and one and two, you're two and four with that so far. That's going to be really hard to make up, make up, because then afterwards you've got a brutal finish. You've got a game against Bill Belichick at home. You've got plenty of rest, time to prepare. I don't think that Mac Jones is a elite quarterback, but. We've seen the Cardinals lose to Bill Belichick and a terrible playing Cam Newton before. Fortunately, this is a home game. You then go and play Russell Wilson on a Broncos team that at that point will be probably fighting for their playoff lives against a brutal AFC. And then you get to have a game against Tom Brady, which until we see otherwise, that's a game that could turn into a loss simply because the Buccaneers, they've been running guys back, should have a bunch of players healthy. Obviously, things can change. But for the most part, that's one of those games in which if you had to say, all right, Kyler Murray against Todd Bowles, Tom Brady against Vance Joseph, you'd give the edge to Todd Bowles. You'd give the edge to Tom Brady in that game. That's going to be a tough way. Fortunately, the Cardinals then get some respite with the Falcons and then the Niners uh, coming down the season. That is three of the last four on the road. Now, here's how I've got the schedule breaking down. So let's go kind of game by game. I have the Cardinals with the loss week one, only because even though I think that Kansas City is weaker, their pass rush is non-existent, um, they're bringing in a George Karloftis, the corner, they got a rookie who's probably going to be starting at corner. Their team has been depleted on defense. They still have a Chris Jones, obviously. They still have some talent there, but it's vastly depleted, and there's no Tyreek Hill. We have no idea what this Chiefs offense is going to look like without Tyreek Hill, but they still have Patrick Mahomes. I think this could be a closer game than people think. Because the Cardinals, they won't have DeAndre Hopkins, but we don't know what their defense will look like either. We just know that they're probably going to be having, at least for the most part, guys hopefully healthy, ready to roll. They have it at home. And you've got optimism that Vance Joseph, with an offseason, will be able to dial up something for Mahomes and that offense, similar to what he did against Ryan Tannehill and, uh, against Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. 
you just know that Andy Reid, he always wins opening games. Like when he gets time to prepare, coming off the bye week, coming off of an offseason, he has done extremely well. I have that as a loss in week one. Week two, you're playing the Raiders. This is another game that I think is difficult to project. I have them winning this game. And I think it's because of a bit of that desperation of you can't start 0-2. I think that there's enough of the Cardinals will be able to look at with the Raiders to be able to say we can try to be able to limit the likes of Devontae Adams. Raiders have had to rebuild their defense. They're signing a lot of players. The hope is that you could get them early before everyone's had a chance to gel. I think this could also be a loss. I'm going to give them a win because I think that this team is going to have to play desperate. And at some point, you'll see there are games that you'll win that you don't expect to win when you're in Arizona. And it's fortunate that I have them with the win here because I have them with the loss against the Rams at home. Now, I, I think that the Cardinals will split in their division this year. The team seems too talented. They're bringing back all these players from last year. They've lost Chandler Jones, but they've been able to at least hopefully get back a healthy J.J. Watt at this point. And they've added a lot more weapons on offense with their offensive line essentially from last year. May have an upgrade potentially at the right guard spot if Will Hernandez can get back to the player that he was when his offensive line coach, Sean Kugler, was coaching him. I've got week four of the Panthers game. That one's a win. Now, there is a worst-case scenario here. That worst-case scenario is you start off the season 0-3, go to the Panthers, and then essentially, if you lose that game to Matt Rule, suddenly questions will start flowing out about Kingsbury, about Steve Kime. It's a tough schedule. That's the thing is you could start up theoretically 1-3, if you start at 0-4, then that will simply be one of those areas of looking at potential collapse because you then would have not even gotten to divisional games yet. You would have not gotten to some of these more difficult games. Fortunately, I've at least projected them at 2-2 two two to this point, but that is kind of the caveat of that worst-case type of scenario because if that starts to weaken the confidence, suddenly you could start seeing a slide to the season. You got week five against the Eagles. This is a matchup that's going to be difficult. I have this as ultimately a loss. I think the Cardinals then go the next week up to Seattle and get a win. I could see that flip very, very easily. So I've got the Cardinals right now starting out three and three. I think that what you need to avoid if you're Arizona, if you fall to two and four, as long as you can make up some of those games for later, it's not the end of the world. Worst case, you can't go out and have the Panthers be your only win. You can't go out there and start out 0-4 and have all these questions coming up, that would be essentially where you'd start calling the Cardinals being out of it if that was the case. Fortunately, I think this team is tough enough. We've seen them be able to prove it and go out and get some tough wins early in the season last year. We've seen them be able to play well early in the season under Cliff Kingsbury. It'll be hard, but it's not, unpo uh, it's not impossible, I should say. Now, next, we've got that Saints game. I've got that as a win. It's hard to know. You could say that that ends up being a loss for the most part with the way that things have turned out because the Saints are still at least a good team. I think that the return of Hopkins, the fact that it's a short week, he's going to be well-rested. I think that's one of those places where he's going to be looking to try to prove that he's that player um, going up against Mar Marshawn Lattimore. I think that could be a Hopkins-type game. I have that as a win. Another tough uh, game against the Vikings, a team the Cardinals had a hard time with last time. They will have 10 days of rest going to play the Vikings on the road. I think that's another win. I think you can carry some of that Hopkins momentum for another couple weeks. Hopefully your offense at that point is still healthy. We've seen for the most part that the Cardinals really have had issues at times with the Vikings, but a lot of that Vikings game did come down to two multiple turnovers. Kirk Cousins played flawless. If they can be able to not have him play just as flawless in that avenue, and maybe we'll see. Maybe it could be a totally different outcome. That's the case. Now, 
up to this point, you've seen essentially the possibility of the Cardinals could be winless up to here. That, I think, is a worst-case scenario. That would be probably one of those spots of where the team would then have no fight, no heart. You essentially at that point would be selling on the team. It's just to show, I think, not that it's going to be one of those, oh, here's Blake, doom and gloom, but more that is acknowledging that's a tough schedule. I then have the Cardinals losing to the Seahawks at home, and this is the reason why. I think they could beat the Seahawks this year. I think they could end up in a spot where they lose to the Rams twice. I think they'll beat the Rams at least once this year. I think that they've gotten the motivation. We see it happen in the divisional games all the time. I think they could beat the Rams at least once, but if they don't, as long as you can beat the Seahawks twice and split with the Niners, you'll be in good shape. Now, that then puts it, if there's a loss at home, though, until the Cardinals and Seahawks are able to show a change, I've still bet on pick the Cardinals on the road, pick the Seahawks when it's at the Cardinals' home. That may all change with Russell Wilson gone. I don't know for sure that it's going to change, but I think that there is a very good chance it is for that one. Uh, we have at least, I know, Cardinal rule Joe Como saying that the fans are going to be calling the Panthers game a trap game with reason history. Absolutely agree there. Uh, especially considering the fact that it's been a trap game almost every single time. We thought the Cardinals were going to get their first win of the season against the Panthers with the first win for Kyler Murray that week. Backup quarterback is playing. And instead, of course, Kyle Allen, Christian McCaffrey go off. Same thing happened the next year. Go on the road, at least after losing to the Lions. Say, oh, this team's going to start out well. They came off of a Lions close loss. There's no way they're going to lose to this Panthers team. Lose again. Now, granted, last year they had Colt McCoy who, of course, the Cardinals had a tough defense. They ended up playing to start that year um, with Kyler Murray playing super well. Colt McCoy even had a great game going up against the San Francisco 49ers. That was not a good game for Colt. The Cardinals got behind the sticks pretty early, gave up a long drive. Christian McCaffrey was healthy for once. And then the Cardinals go for it on third and fourth down. Do not give the ball in short yardage to James Conner. Instead, they trust Eno Benjamin and didn't really have great play calls, but it felt like if they'd given it to James Conner or at least trusted him two times in a row to get one yard, that may have been a different outcome to the game. Instead, the Panthers take over in Cardinals territory, march down the field, and the game was down 14-0 before you knew it. Uh, let's go and talk about the back half of their schedule now. So, so far right now, if you can look at counting the win totals, I've got Arizona pretty much balanced with win-loss, 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 win-loss right down the road. The place where I have them churning off quite a few wins is the stretch here against the Vikings, possibly the Seahawks. And then you've got the Rams, the Niners. These are very important games. So I've got them actually winning on the road in L.A. like they did last year. I think they'll split with the Rams. I could see that flipping, obviously, but I do think they'll split with the Rams. If they do lose to the Rams, then I feel like you have to make up that game by beating Seattle twice. They play the Niners in Mexico. We don't know what to expect from Trey Lance. There's been weird speculation that Jimmy Garoppolo himself could be playing for the Niners at some point. There's been a lot of questions about if Trey Lance has been good. I'm not going to buy any of those rumors until we get to see it on the field. He's had a full offseason. I will say, though, the way that they used Trey Lance last year and how many times they ran him, he may not be healthy enough for an entire season. He did not last that entire game against Arizona. He was out for quite a bit of time. Now, the Niners last year went to the NFC Championship game. That's still a very good team. That's probably going to be getting potentially a much better passer, even um, if maybe they're not going to be quite as disciplined as Jimmy G was as far as running the offense. 
you may see the offense open up quite a bit by having Trey Lance and that long arm be able to stretch teams down the field, uh, being able to have a more mobile quarterback than Jimmy. That may be a tough, tough matchup for the Cardinals. I still think that this team is able to split. We saw last year how they were able to essentially split um, and beat the Niners twice. I think that this year I'm going to give a little benefit of the doubt, but not enough to say that the Niners are going to simply take over for where the Cardinals were at last year. I'll say that that's going to be a win for Arizona in Mexico City, helping uh, Los Bird Gang be able to have a win for the first time in a while. And then the Chargers. This is a conundrum. Chargers have been known to Charger things. They have had a freakishly talented quarterback in Justin Herbert and have not made the playoffs in their first two years with him. They're playing the Chargers at home. Given how this AFC West is stacked up, how they've added pass rushers, how this seems to be kind of a must-win year for them, I'll give the Chargers the benefit of the doubt here knowing that they've kind of loaded up similar to what Arizona did last year in Kyler Murray's third year. I'll say that that one's a loss. Cardinals go into their bye week, and then you've got the brutal final stretch before two could be potentially easier games at home. You've got the Patriots coming off of about a bye week and a Monday night football game. That one I think you have to count as a win. That's another must-win game. And I know it's against Belichick. But when you're talking about Kyler Murray going up the likes of a Mac Jones, which is a team that hasn't really gone out and gotten a proven weapon yet, maybe that changes with a trade somewhere through, you've got essentially a Patriots strong run game and a Patriots defense that's missing J.C. Jackson. That, to me, is a must-win game where you can see how the Patriots just are not going to be the same world beaters they were before. They may end up trying to run the ball. That will be a spot of the point where we'll know, I think, by week 13 if this Cardinals team is good or not. Because if they come out week 14, and we know this, oh, this is not a good season for the Cardinals. They struggled against the run. Their cornerbacks seem to be just too young. Vance has not been able to get a lot of pressure. They've been blitzing, and teams have taken advantage of it. And in offense, they just weren't able to get over the Hopkins-level hump. Then that may be a loss for the Cardinals. I think this is a must-win, that you have to get that win against the Patriots. Because then you go, boom, Russell Wilson and the Broncos on the road. Boom, Tom Brady at home. I've got both of those as losses. Um, more just giving the ability of potentially seeing a special season for Russ in a different offense. Seeing the factor that you're going to be at least in the snow. We've seen the Cardinals, for the most part, be able to make a lot of their plays, ultimately. Um, at the State Farm Stadium, which is an indoor stadium. It's a controlled environment. I will say this is one that originally I had penciled in as a complete like total loss. Don't count this as a, as a win. I've changed my mind on some of that, and here's part of why. When the Cardinals have had to have some of those colder outdoor types of games, they've been able to run the ball extremely well with Cliff Kingsbury. You think about a Giants game that they played where Kyler Murray settled down. They stopped a losing streak. That was the Chase Edmonds game. You look at the Bears game last year, playing in the rain, four touchdowns, two passing, two running. That could give the Cardinals a huge edge. It's just hard to say that the Broncos with Russ, given his past history with Arizona, if he ends up being in what could be a better spot potentially, and Arizona's playing him on the road, that's going to be tough. I will give this one as a loss, but I'm not as bullish on that as I used to be. Now, Tom Brady, I think you have a loss at home. I do think that the Cardinals have to, another must-win type of game, to the Falcons on the road. Falcons shouldn't have anything left to play for. They hopefully will be playing a rookie quarterback at that point. You want to see that they're not playing spoiler. That's one of those places that I see that as a very obvious trap game. And that's one of the things you can point out. There's not a lot of what you could call trap games in the schedule. Last year, the Lions were a trap game. 
Last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars week three. That was a trap game. Cardinals have the second strongest schedule, according to win totals from the year before in the NFL. Gosh, that's tough. That's the game you have to win. And then, of course, you have San Francisco. I've got that as a loss. And part of that is because either you could maybe switch those up or maybe you end up losing on the road and then you win to close out. That also could be a t game in which Arizona, if they've made the playoffs by that point and been able to do well enough against the AFC West, well enough against some of those NFC teams. And I've got them winning against the Panthers, the Saints, the Vikings. I've got them splitting the division. They can be able to beat a team like the Eagles. You may not have to worry that much about beating the Niners at the end of the season. You may be able to go out there. You're playing for positioning. Maybe the Niners at that point are seeing that Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo are having issues at the quarterback position. Maybe it's the opposite, and the Niners are a team that is trying to lock up and contend for the overall division, having a great season from Trey Lance. That's something we'll have to find out. I've got that as a loss. So here's how I've gotten it broken down as far as for wins and losses. I've got the Cardinals right now with a 9-8 and eight schedule. Now, before people say it's the end of the world, before people look at that, I think that there is a high point. If the Cardinals are able to go out and beat a team like um, one of the AFC West teams, I've got them going 1-3. and three. If you can go 2-2 two and two in the AFC West and then pick up another game, whether it's a game against the Seahawks, who could be very bad this year. They're rolling out Drew Locke. That's in a very run-heavy offense. Their defense has needed a lot of retooling. That could be two games that you should win. It could be a very bad Seahawks team. Then you're talking about an 11-6 and six season. That would be having the same season you had a year ago, but with a much tougher schedule. So in that case, hey, hey if the Cardinals go 11-6 and six this year, is that like 13-3 and three a year before? Sure. And perhaps the return of DeAndre Hopkins, hopefully the health of J.J. Watt, will help determine that. There is a worst-case scenario. Right now, I wrote down seven wins that I felt were, were pretty much close to either guaranteed with the Cardinals. The hard part about that is I had them splitting in the division. Now, I also had the Cardinals essentially being able to pick up a win against the Panthers. If you guys start off with a loss against the Panthers there, and you start off with that type of an 0-4 or 1-3 start, that's when you start looking at a 6-11, and 11, a 7-10, a down year. It's hard to see this Cardinals team, unless Kyler Murray gets hurt, to have anything worse than a six-win team. We've seen too much adapting from Cliff. We saw him go 2-1 and one with even Colt McCoy. I think that if Kyler goes out early, then you're talking about obviously a four-win season, but that's every team if you lose your starting quarterback. So I've got the Cardinals at 9-8. and eight. I think that there are probably a lot of people will say, is that a playoff-worthy team? And you don't really know in the NFC. It really depends on how they'll play against a team like the Eagles, against the Saints, and against the Vikings. That's where I think the sweet spot of their schedule is, and those are kind of the games where if you start off rocky or you can kind of hold on and go 2-2 two and two to start the season, pick up wins there, and all you got to do then for the most part is just take care of business, get a few games down the stretch. You can even go 2-3 and three down the stretch. If you can take care of the Eagles, the Saints, clean up obviously in your division with the Seahawks and the Vikings. Obviously, those aren't going to be easy games, but that's the area that I have for the Cardinals. That's when you start talking about a 10-win season, about this being a playoff team. That's when you start looking forward to a lot of those late-game, nationally televised games because the Cardinals will then have built up enough cred and will now be getting back the likes of DeAndre Hopkins. So those are the different thoughts that you have there. I've got the Cardinals ultimately right now at 9-8. and eight. It may be a little disappointing to fans, but when you're talking about how difficult that opening part is, 
and how tough of the schedule is for the most part, if you can finish with a winning schedule and have a chance to be able to get to that 10 wins for the second season in a row, I think you check that off as a win. Now, where could that also shift for the Cardinals? How does that fit in their division? I think that the last spot to look at for that would be these three questions. The first one is, are the Seahawks going to be good enough to beat the Cardinals at all? They'll have Geno Smith, quarterback. They'll have Drew Locke. Is this a spot where they'll be essentially carried by Russell Wilson for all of these years and are just going to be a terrible team this upcoming year? Or will we see the gritty toughness that Pete Carroll has? Question number two, I have the health of the Los Angeles Rams. Aaron Donald has been an Iron Man so far. He's carried that defense in a lot of ways. You've got Allen Robinson coming to the Rams. Um, they're not going to have Odell Beckham Jr. potentially through um, what could be both Rams games this year. If Odell Beckham Jr. is not ready to come back before, say, November, and even in November he's still limited, you may go through at least for that part where, and this isn't even ruling out the fact that Cardinals are still interested in Odell. That's going to be a very interesting time place because Matthew Stafford has had back issues before. Uh, we've seen how there's teams that can have a Super Bowl hangover in the following year when they do have a Super Bowl. Uh, Cooper Cup, they're incredibly reliant on him as a receiver. Obviously, there's no guarantees as far as health. He had one of the most dominant years we've ever seen from a receiver. They're also coming back at least with potentially a healthy Cam Akers, but they're losing their stable piece at the left tackle on the offensive line. If the Rams have a bit of a setback and the San Francisco 49ers with Trey Lance are not quite off to that same type of a boom that they're hoping for, that's when the Cardinals need to take advantage. If you can do that, then you start talking about a possible 12-win season, finishing potentially what they were doing a year ago and contending for first in their division. So to recap, for the most part, I've got the Cardinals at 9-8. and eight. It would not shock me if that could be an 11-win team. And hey, if the other teams take a step back, you will be in the driver's seat for the division again, which is exactly what Cardinals fans have wanted to see. You will then be hopefully looking at an explosive offense with Hopkins and Hollywood Brown. Uh, you'll be looking hopefully at Rondale Moore making an impact. Cardinals being able to utilize their run game, having that veteran offensive line. And on the defensive side, I'll be expecting to see those linebackers hopefully blitzing, the young corners making plays, and then hopefully you'll see the same impact from J.J. Watt that we saw in the first half of the season from a year ago. The downside is, hey, if things go bad, they could go very, very bad this season. If things go off the rails early, the Cardinals do not have an easy part of their schedule. They could be out of it before we even get to those Week 10 and 11 games against L.A. and San Francisco. Before they get to the bye week, it could be a lost season. I've not expected that right now, but that's the way it is for the most part. Anyway, that will wrap it up here for the Revenge of the Birds podcast. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in for everyone who... Head there. Um, let me double check here and see if we've got any questions before we uh, head out for tonight. Otherwise, should have uh, Kent Hodder back hopefully this weekend for a podcast check. Uh, sorry for not having a draft uh, preview up until this point. Um, really, what kind of came up to it was I had a work trip and a uh, unfortunate illness that was timed right after that work trip. So I haven't had a chance to really go over the draft. Uh, so we'll end up seeing what's going to go on with the Arizona Cardinals and their draft picks. That recap should be coming up, as well as a little talk about how the Hopkins move will affect them. That should be coming up, at least for you, um, at latest by next week. Uh, thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been the ROTB uh, StreamYard. Uh, appreciate you guys who have been able to come by um, and be able to listen in. Thank you guys so much.